0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
1: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is
2: proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: on 558 AM, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News.
4: From the Sky News Centre at seven, a sixth man has been arrested over a video which showed a model of Grenfell Tower being burned as people laughed in the background. He's handed himself in and a property in London has been searched. Nabil Shukher lost six members of his family in the fire. He says it's a distraction from what the ongoing Grenfell inquiry is trying to achieve. It's
5: obviously people not understanding the situation that we are here fighting for the people to their rights basically, their safety regulations and trying to get justice. Basically trying to protect their family as well.
4: Footballer Ched Evans is suing the lawyers who represented him in a rape trial to try to get back what could be millions of pounds in lost earnings. He spent two and a half years in prison after being convicted of an attack in 2011, but was then acquitted in 2016. It looks like there'll be a big turnout in the US midterm elections. At the moment, the Republicans have a majority in both houses of Congress, but if this changes, it would make it harder for Donald Trump to pass legislation. Getting up later has been linked with a bigger chance of developing breast cancer but scientists aren't sure of the reason. Experts looked at 400,000 British women and found early risers are 40% less likely to get the disease. They now want to look at why. Survivor and campaigner Alice May Perkis welcomes any new research into the causes. We
6: still don't know why cancer spreads and we still don't know why it spreads in some people and not in other people. I think any kind of research is really, really beneficial and I just think there's so much opportunity to keep learning about what the body does and why it does it.
4: And in sport, just quickly, Liverpool have given themselves a mountain to climb in their Champions League group stage tie against Red Star Belgrade. They're trailing the Serbian side by two goals to nil, with the second half just getting underway. Later, Tottenham face PSV Eindhoven at Wembley, knowing only a win will keep their hopes of going further alive in the competition. And that's the latest. I'm Simon English.
3: Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Lovesport.
7: Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio with the London Football Fan Shows, bringing you your club, the biggest and the best coverage of your club every single night of the week. And tonight we've done a bit of a shifty, we've done a bit of a swaparoo, and we're talking all things Crystal Palace. I know it's usually Thursday night. I know you've had to change your dinner plans and all that, but believe me, it will be worth it. Joining me this evening we have the Argonauts. Hello, what right, pal?
8: Yeah, I'm good. Hello, yeah, exactly. With a little knock. Hello, hello. <laughs> On the shoes, I'm Nick Gossett. Watcher,
7: all right, mate. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, yeah, it's been a busy week in the world of uh, of Palace. Plenty to talk about. We've got your Champions League updates. Monaco 3 0 down. Away, do you know what? I used to think they were called Club Brugger, but actually <laughs> Club Bruges. Um, not a great start for young Terence Henry, oh. no.
8: Yeah, exactly. And Liverpool—they're as well. Well,
7: Thierry Henry came out last week and said that the Monaco players don't want to play for him.
8: Really already
7: yeah it's been a week mate <laughs> <It's>
0: been <a, laughs> yeah, in the just,
8: job a week you
0: just Mar- arrived
7: <laughs> Marino's talking talking well there you go uh, Red Star Belgrade 2 Liverpool 0 is a later score as well we'll have uh, team news from Tottenham as well tonight of course Hugo Lloris is uh, is unavailable for Spurs he's suspended Palo Gazaniga starts in goal for Tottenham that is uh, that's the, the little snippet I'm going to give you right now chaps let's start off um, how are you both
8: yeah, I'm good. I've got a little break um, from uni, so... Is it the reading week? Yeah, Red yeah, exactly. De- Red, Red Dead Redemption week. Oh, I'll finish it already. <laughs> really? <laughs> Football manager week.
7: So you finish Red Dead Redemption, already? Yeah. If anyone doesn't know, apparently it's the most biggest-selling PlayStation game. Yeah. Paddy, do you play the PlayStation? Do you, do you play it? Have you, have you got it? Are you, are you a
2: fan of these kind of games? Uh, every now and again, every now and again. I'm another <coughs> FIFA guy. You're a FIFA guy? I'm, I'm way behind in the, in the old... Uh, the the modern technology at the moment I still have an Xbox three sixteen, uh, still playing FIFA
9: fifteen.
2: I was about to say you're <laughs> FIFA
7: ninety seven or something. FIFA <laughs> ninety eight, yeah, yeah. Road to World FIFA Cup.
2: 3. Road
7: to World Cup. Are you a fan of them shoot shoot 'em up games like a Grand Theft yeah, or Grand like a, thought, a simulation? Yeah, I game? Have Grand
9: Theft Auto
2: Five. Uh I had the first Red Dead Redemption, but I haven't played a second one yet.
10: Nick? I tried playing Fallout Four last night and I'm just no oh, good at shooting. It's kinda like uh a uh, Nuclear apocalypse game. So with. you're no good at shooting. I'm no good at so shooting. Like
7: palace is front I'm party. like oh, I. Do. Yeah, exactly. Yes,
8: <laughs>
10: it's a bit like a strike um, yeah. force. Absolutely yeah. horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Um, Nick, talk to me, pal. I'm. A, I've got the ump today, Aaron. There's two reasons. One, Susanna Reed's been taken. By a certain football chairman, so that's that's my uh, ex-marital affair out of the way. She's going out with Steve Parish, isn't she? Is she
8: really? Yeah, you know, apparently yeah. for two months uh, they've been talking for around two months now. So
10: yeah, well she's a Palace fan, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Handy, she is indeed. But the the thing that's upset me most is that that horrible effigy thing on the bonfire uh, with Grenfell Tower turns out some of them were Palace fans, and we've had that we've had tommy robinson chance we've had the dfla the, the fascists giving out leaflets outside the ground it, it's not a good time and uh, i just want them out just want them out of the club yeah,
7: it's not nice. It's not nice at all. Um, obviously, Grenfell was, you know, a horrendous, horrendous tragedy that happened, and and there's really no room for it. But there are reports that I believe six people now have been arrested. Um, you know, in regards to uh, in regards to that incident. So yeah, we'll keep you up to date with what goes on uh, there. Um, let's talk Chelsea. There was a start for Max Meyer. I was I was I was impressed when I sat down to watch it. Uh, I set my old man at the task of watching the game with me as well, and um, he was he was kind of looking forward to it. Uh, we saw Max Meyer starting. I think he should have scored. He had an opportunity which he smashed over the bar, which I think with a bit more control and a bit more time, he would he would have you know tested the goalkeeper at least. Uh, what did you make of the lineup?
8: Um, I I think it was our strongest lineup this season so far, but the formation. Didn't suit certain players like Max. I see Max more of a central attacking midfielder, but he was playing out wide and also well I prefer him out wide rather than playing as a striker, so it was our strongest lineup. But we approached it with the wrong formation, in my opinion. But we started the game off well.
10: Um, what
8: do you think of it? Nick?
10: The Twitter sphere went mad when the lineup came out, everybody was so so happy. But as DR said, Max out wide, I, I don't think it suited him at all. Um I was pleased to see Kuate in there. I think he's he's going to come on a bit. And the fact that, and I hate to say it, the fact that Schlip wasn't starting was almost as magical for me as Mayer starting.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Roy didn't play Serloff. Are you or Slup, Which was um, surprising for me because I didn't think he had it in his locker. For he, he'll, because Slup, it's not like Slup had a bad game against Barra and played perfectly all season long. He's been, he's had a bad season so far apart from scoring a Fulham goal. He hasn't done much, so I was surprised by Roy dropping him. And it's good because he sent out a message that if you play bad, you're not going to get selected. So that's what I wanted to see from him. But yeah, I, I was I was impressed with that. But yeah, the lineup it was strongest line-up so far this season in my opinion I think the yep. majority of Palace fans will agree but the formation it just it wasn't the right formation and I don't know if Roy will change it I think the formation we should have went with is 4-2-3-1 with uh, Kuyate and Luca sitting back and then you have um Andros uh, Makar and um Maya as the three attacking midfielders and I don't like seeing Wilf up front but with that line up he'll probably be Wilf instead of Andros playing up front so that's what I would have liked to see
10: Yeah, that would have been perfect with, with Andros on one wing and MacArthur on the other wing because he's played there before and he's, he's not had the best of seasons but he hasn't been that bad out there Yeah Did you, did you expect um, just going back at the um Serloff and uh, Slup did you expect all three of them you know, not to play? Because, yeah, I've given up expecting anything, dear, with Roy at the moment. I really have.
8: Mm, fair <laughs> enough.
10: What's the feeling uh, uh, around Hodgson, around the team right now? It's it's waning. The the, the joy around Roy is, is waning somewhat. But, and we played Chelsea. I don't think we were that bad. I think... Um, it was PVA, Patrick van Arnholt on Twitter said it was a good performance, but he, he felt let down by the lack of marking on uh, the third goal from Chelsea. It's, I don't know, when we when we played Arsenal the week before, I thought we, we played well and we took the game to them. And I know you set up slightly differently when you're playing away, but we made Chelsea look a lot, lot better than Arsenal are. I don't think they are
8: yeah you're saying that but i think they're now 12 games on being even though arsenal i think there were 11 or 10 games so yeah both quality sides um but quickly going back at roy I, I have a feeling that people are starting to lose patience not only over chelsea but some people have already called roy out um before the arsenal game so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens i think you can't really judge him As much, I know, uh, over you know the next few games because they're against top top teams. But what you can judge is his game management, which has been poor this year. So it will be interesting to see what happens because once people do, you know, it's already started the Royal campaign now, it's a matter of time before more people start jumping on it unless results improve. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens. Indeed, indeed. I mean, yeah, we, we'll take a short
7: pause. We'll carry on talking about um, the, the the Chelsea game. Um, it wasn't the best uh, from a Palace point of view, and we'll carry on looking ahead uh, to uh, some of the other games. Don't forget, we've got Alan O'Brien coming on and Jim Cannon a little bit later on this evening. We'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on in the Champions League as well. This is Love
3: Sport. Love Sport, 5.58 five, a.m. Love Sport.
6: I work for A Spokesman Said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit A Spokesman Said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal.
3: The weekend might be over, but we'll get you ready for the week ahead because on Sunday evenings here on Love Sport, we bring you the Fan Show. This Sunday from 7 pm, we present the Watford Fan Show with all the news from the Yellow Army. Hot. Of the press. And the Wombles will be well represented because from 8 pm it's the Wimbledon Fans Show presenting you the latest scoops and speculation from the Dons. And from 9, it's the EFL and non league show, keeping you in the know about all the happenings in the lower leagues. And don't forget, this is your time to get your voice heard. Give us a tweet at Love Sport Radio, or give us a call on 0208 70 20 558. Join Love Sport Radio this Sunday for the Watford Fan Show from 7, the Wimbledon Fan Show from 8, and the EFL and non league show from 9. This is Love Sport.
7: Yeah, this is the Crystal Palace chat on Lovesport Radio, looking back at the uh, weekend result, of course a negative one for the Eagles, uh, but a good start to the game.
8: Yeah, it was a good start, um, even though Max was playing out of position, uh, he helped us create chances in the first couple of minutes. Um, it was a good play between Max and Wilf, and we were putting Chelsea under pressure, so I thought um,
10: even though Max was out of position, he started the game off pretty well. Yeah, I was surprised actually at how deep Chelsea seemed to be in that first 20 minutes. Whether they were inviting us to to go at them and then hopefully they'd score on the break, I don't know. But um, they did seem a bit worried. Yeah, it seemed like we were up for it a, a bit more than Chelsea, especially in the
8: first couple of minutes. I think they were pretty shocked. They probably probably expected us just... Just to sit back and once we started attacking them and playing um, fast football which is important because I know we saw it against Arsenal but we haven't seen it so far this season as much. We've been playing walking pace possession football which hasn't helped us but the fact that we started off very fast and had good uh, movement on and off the ball I think it gave Chelsea a bit of
10: a shock. Indeed, indeed, and uh, it kept the crowd quiet as well, didn't it? It's very yeah. quiet, Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea ground for a team that's won so many on the spin or unbeaten on so <laughs> many on the spin. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you're a top club like that. Like that. What? Well, Anfield is meant to be the team
8: that. No, Anfield is meant to be the stadium that has. The, you know the big atmosphere but even Anfield like nowadays I don't think they even have the atmosphere there. I
7: think they're doing European nights only really they reserve it for them special ones
8: I'll
10: tell you I'll tell you what winds me up about Chelsea and Stanford Bridge is those false fan type banners they have round the edge about uh born is the king what's all that about
7: we are everywhere we yeah. are <laughs> we are Chelsea. Yeah,
10: We here. are everywhere. Oh. <laughs> we
7: are Chelsea. <laughs> we are Chelsea. It's like a oh. robot. We are everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. That's what they've got round the round the lip of it. We are everywhere. Omnipotent.
10: Yep. Oh dear. Not great. <laughs> <Nah>. Yeah.
8: <laughs> but yeah, I was um even though we conceded three goals, I don't know about you guys, but I thought we started pretty solid defensively. Um I know Tompkins, you know, when the ball came to him a couple of times he miskicked the ball. But for well before the goal I thought we had Chelsea under control Chelsea love passing about and opening you know open up teams by just try to do fast but we'll pass about but we actually forced Chelsea to make you know make passes that went out of play because we were so solid defensively and what did you make of the
10: yeah yeah there was good pressure and I, I was actually surprised at the amount of mis- misplaced passes that, that Chelsea Chelsea did um, but it's it's a difficult one against those teams what do you do do you sit back and and like some teams would do, and and try not to let a deluge of goals in, or do you, do you attack them and and hope they don't get you on a break? And I, f- I thought we nullified them quite well, and it was it was good to see that we we're getting a settled back four now that that have played a few games together.
8: Yeah, even, <laughs> even yeah. yeah, even though we conceded three goals, which I wasn't really expecting, especially the the manner and the way that Chelsea did score them goals. Um, yeah, defense apart from the Chelsea game, I thought. Yeah, you know, I think we've been solid so far this season defensively. It's going forward, but looking at the Chelsea's first goal, um, it was—I don't know—it seemed like a bit of a, a easy goal to concede from you know Chelsea. Yeah. And
7: do you guys consider it a London derby? Yeah, yeah, Is it it
8: South it, London derby. South? Oh no, nah, nah, it's not South. It's nah. a London derby, but I don't think I don't. Well, me personally, I don't really look at it like oh, it's a London derby. We have to win. It's it's, it's no big deal for me. I don't know about
10: you. It's one, uh, what, what do you call it, it's a, a, a free go for us really, isn't it? Because you never expect to win it. So. Yeah, it's like it's, it's a bit, I don't know, with London
8: derbies you look at maybe in the Premier League West Ham because they'll always give it to us on Twitter. I don't know what their obsession is with Palace, but probably that game out of the rest because Arsenal you don't really expect to beat, Chelsea you don't really expect to. So I feel like if you're looking at London derbies, probably West Ham is the only team that maybe you would expect to win. Yeah, and Fulham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Fulham, well, even though they. Millwall. Yeah. Millwall. yeah. Yeah. Well, not in the Premier League, but yeah. <laughs> and that's I, a, <laughs> I still a lo- long
10: way to go. I can remember us playing Orient in the game before we beat Burnley in 1979 to, um, to win the old Second Division. We played Orient on the match before that, and that was a cracking game, cracking crowd as
4: well.
7: Um, tell me about the reaction from from the Palace uh, the Palace players after uh, after the first Chelsea goal. I mean, you know. The pressure that they put you guys under was was not good. They kept on pressing and pressing and pressing.
10: Yeah, exactly. It felt
7: inevitable when the goal was scored, didn't it?
10: Yeah, it Um, did. And I couldn't understand why, how... Every time a Palace player got the ball, there seemed to be three or four Chelsea players around them. We'd lose the ball and then... Chelsea would be spread out all over the pitch, and I thought, how can they? How can they move so quickly? To, it, it's just incredible. Oh well, yeah, incredible.
8: that's that's what you get when you have a top class manager like that. They play as a team, and they, you know, against. Against Wilf, they they controlled him pretty well. Wilf had nothing to do all game long, and it was pretty, you know, it was pretty. You have to give, you know, your credits to Chelsea because they they handled us um, and they handled our big players. But that's
10: that's something that Roy's got to look at, though. If if Wilf's got four players around him, which he did for most of the game, every time he got the ball, that means there's only six more outfield players for Chelsea. So. Roy's got to train Wilf to look to actually get the ball out to space, or, or try and work it so we we switch wings and and actually utilise the space that's that's left.
8: Yeah, I understand that, but maybe that's something Wilf should look at as well to improve his game. Yeah, it's not like oh, the five people pressure them just once in a game. It was all game long. They were doing the same thing. So put your head up because there's there was lots of times where. Players were open, but you just, I don't know about Wilf. Yeah, uh, against Chelsea, just uh, I might be a bit harsher, but you just took a bit too many touches and you could have easily released a ball earlier and probably uh, bringing other players into the game. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, we got to look at doing that, I think.
7: Yeah, definitely. Uh, something needs to change the Palace in terms of going forward. Um, in terms of the style as well, we were talking before the show started, myself and, and, and James and Brian. I mean, is Roy limited in, in the amount of sort of different styles he can play in, in, in the way that Palace can play? Is there something else you're looking at which may be screamingly obvious to someone else that maybe he's not seeing, that maybe he's not doing?
10: Max looks like he could be a playmaker. I don't think he was brought into the game enough. And uh, I think we should maybe look at using him more. I know he's only, only started one game, but rather than looking at Wilf as the only outlet, is looking at, at somebody like Max.
8: Didn't Max start against Bournemouth? Because everyone keeps saying he started one game, but I'm pretty sure he started against Bournemouth as well. But yeah, he hasn't had that many starts, of course. But yeah, that's one thing that Roy needs to... I know Roy likes his 4-4-2 formation because he keeps us solid defensively, but he just needs to look at other options. He needs to think of a way that, you know, he can bring the best out of Max and bring the best out of Wilf because they're prob- probably on paper our two best players. And we couldn't do that against Chelsea because we opted to go with solid defensively rather than going with the option to play the formation that will help us uh, help the players the most. So yeah, that is something that Roy needs to improve on. But I don't, I don't against Arsenal, I guess a bit of that came, you know, early substitutions and the formation. I don't think it was too bad. We played four three three, so yeah. So I've I've got a bit of hope, but before the Arsenal game, I had zero hope because. Um, uh, he, he, he this so far this season he didn't really change it about but I don't know uh, we got Tottenham next so hopefully he does change it about and uh, hopefully we'll get the best out of our most important players. Yes,
7: certainly. Still, Red Star Belgrade to Liverpool. Now going to bring you uh, team news from Wembley next. Spurs taking on PSV Eindhoven.
3: Your news, your views, your voice. Love Sport Radio. Your fan station. If you're a road cycling enthusiast, CarInsuranceForCyclists.com rewards you when you get behind the wheel of your car. Your on-road cycling experience has made you more alert and road-aware than the average car driver, and that deserves special attention. Let CarInsuranceForCyclists.com source you the best car insurance deal, because good on two wheels means better on four. To find out how much you could save, call 0800 819 9319 and mention Love Sport Radio or visit CarInsuranceForCyclists.com.
0: In a world full of united, cities, rovers there's only one Hotspur the official Tottenham Hotspur membership One Hotspur is now on sale to new members gain access to ticket priority windows receive a gift pack and plenty more Spurs benefits Tottenham Hotspur it's your club make it official sign up today at tottenhamhotspur.com join
11: Hi, my name's Kurt Edwards. I work in advertising in live in Surrey. Last year, the family content insurance was £745. A friend of mine had recommended a spokesman when it came for this year's renewal. I managed to get it for £403. So for those 10 minutes on that website, I saved over £340. I told my family, my friends, you'd be absolutely mad not to give it a go. The
6: TheSpokesmanSaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money.
9: You love your sport but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone.
6: Taking antibiotics when you don't need them puts you and your family at risk of a longer and more severe illness. Always take your doctor's advice. Search NHS Antibiotics.
3: This is Love Sport.
7: Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio with the London Football Fan Shows tonight. We talk all things Palace until 9 o'clock, but we've got action in the Champions League and in League One as well, where Charlton Athletic have made the journey to the Bescott Stadium. Who plays at the Bescott Stadium, Nick? got
10: oh, I'm thinking Walsall song. But it's not is it, it is Is it? It is Walsall oh. Yeah
7: it is With their giant Illuminated advertising board uh, Hogging the skyline oh, well, I went past oh, it On yeah. the way to Wales Yeah, yeah I remember
10: ho- now On the way to Wales We went North Wales So we could oh. went up that way yeah. uh, I was about to say You've yeah. gone the wrong yeah, way Exactly <laughs> Man, no, <laughs> no, we've gone them four
7: Wales you have to go past my house
10: Yeah Yeah And the old carriage brewery
7: that's right. Anyway, um, I've got a funny brewery story for you in a minute. Uh, right, let's go for team news at Wembley. Spurs taking on PSV Eindhoven and Deli Alley starts the Tottenham after he was rested uh, for Saturday's winner Wolves as boss Mauricio Pochettino looks to manage his workload following a recent ankle injury. Pochettino makes five other changes to his starting 11. Christian Eriksen also restored after coming on from the bench at Molyneux. Paulo Gazaniga starts in place of the suspended Hugo Lloris Ford, Song Hyung Min replaces Eric Lamella, while defender Sergio and Davinson Sanchez also come in. Spurs line up with Gazaniga in guard, backline of Oreo Sanchez, Aldo and Davis. Winks and them two midfielders, uh, line deep with Mora, Ali, and Son behind Harry Kane. For PSV Eindhoven, they're skippered by uh, top scorer Luke de Jong, who you probably don't remember. Do you remember him?
8: Uh, Newcastle?
7: Yeah, had an yes. uninspiring and goalless loan spell and <laughs> Newcastle back in 2014. Maybe Who- um, Roy should get him in well he was then managed by uh, Alan Pardew I believe um, Mexico winger Irving Lozano uh, who you will remember had an impressive World Cup also starts absolutely deadly Lozano let's go to the Bescott Stadium and Lee Boyer has made four changes to the Charlton side that beat Doncaster Rovers at the weekend for Tuesday well, for this uh, this evening's game against Walsall with a surprise starting place for striker Lyle Taylor um, Taylor who's netted eight goals in his opening 16 games for the club was substituted after 63 minutes on Saturday, but we'd we'll be ready for action tonight. He'll be joined out front by Igor Vetter who starts in place of Carl and Grant. The other two players substituted on Saturday. Do miss out through injury. Nabi Sarr comes in for Anthony Dykes still and expected to play left back with Chris Solly moving to right back. Darren Prattley replaces Ben Reeves. Terry Fosu also comes in with Jake uh, with Jamie Ward coming into uh, well coming onto the bench. There's also a place on the bench with Toby Stevenson, who of course grabbed a hat trick on his debut in the Checker Trade Trophy against Stevenage last month. So Charlton line up with steering guard button of Solly, Bilek, Pearson, Sarr, Cullen, Prattley, Aribo, and Fosso in the midfield with Vetter Kelly and Taylor up top. Now just a uh, Touching on Charlton Athletic last, so we had the Charlton fans on uh, on Thursday night, who were delighted to hear uh, the comments of Simon Jordan following a, a, an interview on another radio station um, from uh, from Roland Duchatelet. Simon Jordan
10: absolutely smashing him to bits. Apparently, they've uh, Simon Jordan's not got a lot of love for Charlton after. Uh, well, no, uh, but he
7: he was he was talking positively about the Charlton fans and and t- talking about the owner and how he's effectively destroyed the club well he has hasn't he yeah he has but I mean yeah. you, you know I, 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 I don't think the, the the Charlton fans expected that much of sort of solidarity
8: from, yeah. from Simon Jordan that's why they were so happy once when we left the studio they were all there they were all smiling they were like look yeah. we can be civil I was like yeah we can be yeah, I think they wanted to give you a hug exactly yeah. put <laughs>
10: yeah.
7: him a waste man or something like that
10: a waste man I used to teach in Charlton country in Woolwich mm. and uh, I it was before the school I had to wear a school uniform so the majority of the kids either wore a Charlton top or a Millwall top my singing assembly had all these kids singing glad all over and they went home and sang it because they liked it and you can imagine all the Millwall dads, and oh, the so and dads. <laughs> you got the kids
7: to sing glad all over yeah yeah we Brilliant.
10: practiced it for
7: weeks <laughs> that is genius
10: that <laughs> is, is absolute
7: genius did you get a few angry parents on parents evening
10: <sighs> those that turned up weren't very happy but yeah. what can you do what did you say
7: it's an educational
10: song it's an educational song with Dave Clark 5 and um it's a good song It is, <laughs> yeah, and it made track. them glad all over that it genuinely cheered the kids up it's a great track let's touch
7: on a couple of other news stories what do you make of this um this man city and psg sort of cheating scandal apparently manchester city of of um overvalued sponsorship deals to meet uefa's ffp rules psg did the same i mean look it doesn't scream obvious to you that because they've got their owner's company on the front of their shirt. I mean, I don't really know what will, you know. It's just yeah. it's kind of like stating the obvious. It's like, mate, it's taken you this long to realise. Um, but, you know, De Spiegel, who have kind of been the, um, well, they've been the mouthpiece for every football fan in the past sort of week, haven't they? With the stories they've been leaking. Uh, they've come out and, and said, that, um, uh, said that they've cheated, that Man City are cheats and PSG are cheats. What do you make of it?
10: relegate them to league
8: two (laughs) i'm not surprised though i'm pretty sure they're not the only club that that do end up cheating. There's probably other clubs that we probably don't know of yet. But yeah, them clubs, they all they're all belonging to what is it, the Super League? That yeah. But what
7: do you so make of the Super League? I mean, I've I've made my stance, I've I've made my stance very clear on it. That if my club, who I think, uh, after after reading the, the follow-up reports, apparently they've declined to comment, which basically means yes, we're leading the way. We're the ones who are trying to instigate. If if my club do it, I'll I'll stop supporting my club good I, I will jack it in because it's an absolute shambles
8: hey, that will be brilliant you can come to Cedars Park <laughs> <laughs> do,
7: you know, do you know what I don't know who I will support but do you know what I, I will stop supporting Manchester United because it's an absolute shambles you'll,
10: an absolute disgrace you'll go to Wimbledon I've got, I've got a friend who's tweeted on this just, just this second ago and he said the most hilarious aspect to this proposed Super League is the fact that only one of a couple of teams can potentially mean it which means the rest will be going from the big boys at home to becoming also-rans and insignificant in their supposed football utopia i think he's got it spot on i think he has teams are well. going to come bottom and fans who are used to winning and glory hunters and plastics will suddenly lose interest i, as well. I just think it proves that you know these big clubs don't
7: actually kind of care anymore
8: yeah they don't care about they're the not fans.
7: bothered anymore they don't care you know what and i can see I was, I was talking to a pal of mine the other day i can see these games being played abroad you know I can really oh, yeah. see them playing A in like Singapore, Hong Kong, something like that. Let's take let's take the 12th game to Singapore and be like,
10: yeah, great. I'm not for it. I can see them being franchised out and actually it, playing it, it's, it's in Singapore. It's glorified franchising. Yeah. That's
7: exactly what is glorified franchising. I mean, you know, the top five want to do it. Um, producer Paddy, who will you choose to support if uh, <laughs> if, if United do it? Because I presume you're going to go for your boycott like uh, like I will. Who, who will you choose to support if Manchester United do go over the Super League? QPR.
5: <laughs> <laughs> there you
2: go. Why is that? Because <laughs> of the pig bag. Is that the only reason? Nah, no, no, no. Um, when they came up to the Premier League in 2011, I think it was the fans. When I used to see the games on uh, Sky Sports, I think it was the first two. I don't know why it was that song. Obviously, again, that's why <laughs> I follow it. But no, it just seems like a. As you said, we're we're kind of gone to we're kind of franchising out. Is that? You, you know, it's we're giving less attention to the fans. And pay more attention uh, to our global. I mean, American I mean,
7: end. Nick, you you'll remember the Milton Keynes issue, yeah. Wimbledon Milton Keynes thing. Now, the FA have turned around and said that they'll never
10: let franchising happen again. Do you reckon they'll let this one slip through? Of course, they will. Do you remember when Wimbledon were going to go to Dublin? Do you remember when Ron nodes, yeah, and they wanted to merge Palace with Fulham at one point? Do you remember that, mate? <laughs> uh, they wanted to
7: manage, pa- they wanted to merge Fulham and QPR. Queen, yeah. Queen, no. Uh, what was it called? Fulham Park Rangers. Fulham Park Rangers. That's the one. <laughs> they, wa- L- they wanted Luton to play an MK. Yeah, they wanted every. every well, Pete Winkleman wanted everyone to play an MK. He was trying to buy clubs left, right, and centre. And Wimbledon, unfortunately, because they didn't have a home, were, were, were easy
8: pickings.
10: Yeah, and that's that's where PES get their club names <laughs> from. I reckon. Yeah, exactly. That's why.
8: Yeah, yeah I was like South Norwood and Fulham Park Rangers. <laughs> South, South
10: London Blues.
8: yeah South, South L-
7: London L- White.
8: <laughs> <laughs> West London Red. Yeah. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Merseyside Red Merseyside Red David Seabird David Seaman used to be called David Seabird
10: David Seabird yeah David Seabird he's one of the greatest players I've had the I used to go to QPR many many years ago when I was 14 and I was only allowed to get the London link up from Bracknell and it stopped at near Shepherds Bush so I used to go with Jolly Jenkins my QPR supporter mate <laughs> Jolly Jenkins <Well>, Paul <laughs> Jenkins but he, he had to become Jolly Jenkins and um yeah, and I, I I quite liked QPR for a, for about two or three seasons when they had the carpet, and yeah, the, and they did quite well in the old First Division, and I think I I went to the Milk Cup final when uh, the Super Hoops played Oxford United, and Oxford United destroyed them four one. What,
7: what would you make um, if if Steve Parish and 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 the rest of the Palace board turn around and go, well, we're going to be part of a European League as well. We're going to go and join into some sort of Super League. How do you feel? I got much Bromley.
8: Honestly, yeah, I honestly don't know. Like I haven't actually thought about it. I honestly don't know what I'll do. It would just be weird. There's already a Champions League and Europa League for like the big games. There's no point playing them week in week out. It's it would just get boring after a while. It's United, Real Madrid, all right? You can see them one week, but then what's the point of doing it with I, them being I mean, in the same league? I
7: I, I I can't stand franchise football. I just can't stand it. Well, my, cit-
8: well my City's got that Um, in New York well no that's the city football group they're
7: buying football clubs that's different they're not franchising Man City out there they've they've started another football club or bought another football club and called it New York City FC but effectively in America if you look at what David Beckham's doing you can do that you know David Beckham's David Beckham went to LA Galaxy in his peak and the deal was that He'll go to the, to, to the MLS if he gets a reduced franchise fee, and he's opened his own franchise. But franchising football, with what happened with Wimbledon, taking a club from South London all the way to Milton Keynes, absolute shambles. Absolute shambles. You I can't lo- let that happen
10: again. The, there's two things. I love the fact that um, Milton Keynes... I won't say the end bit. Yeah. Milton Keynes had to give the FA Cup back, which I thought was brilliant. Well, they've given all the
7: history back as well. They've yeah. given everything back.
10: And... We moan when our games get moved for particular broadcasters that we might have bought a train ticket and we might have booked a hotel if it's a long way away and on at five o'clock. Can you imagine if you're a Man United fan, you're due to go and watch Milan, you've paid for your flights. You've paid for your hotel and the fixture gets moved to Singapore. To
8: Singapore. Television. To
1: from... <laughs> <To Singapore. laughs> <Singapore>. Yeah, from... <laughs>
10: <yeah>, from <laughs> <laughs> gets moved from, to Singapore
7: to Bangalore or something. Yeah.
8: Wow. Yeah. Great. From, yeah, from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's
7: not good. It's something that's surely going to rumble on, you know, with uh, with the way football is. I'll tell you something, I'm bracing myself because apparently they want egg- an exit by 2020. And do you know what I say? I say revoke them all of their football league places now. Take their football league or their Premier League share out of them. And someone's turned around to me and said it won't happen well who? how did the Premier League start that's what I'm going to say yeah. how did the Premier League start exactly like this 7.35 it's currently Red Star Belgrade nil Liverpool 2 and uh, Club Bruce still Hang on. 3 goals up
10: other way round you said Red, Red Star S-
7: Belgrade 2 Liverpool nil apologies for that. <laughs> uh, Club Bruce still 3 goals to the good away at Monaco <laughs> <laughs> this is fault. <laughs>
10: love sport
3: it's hump day but just because it's midweek we don't slow down on wednesday evenings because here on love sport we bring you the fan show tomorrow from 7 p.m we present the arsenal fan show with all the latest from the gooners keeping you informed with the latest news and views erupting from the emirates from 8 30 p.m you can get the full lowdown from the cottages with the fulham fan show are keeping you up to date with the latest from South West London. And forget, this is your time to get your voice heard. Give us a tweet at Love Sport Radio or give us a call on 0208 70 20 558. Join Love Sport Radio tomorrow for the Arsenal Fan Show from 7pm and the Fulham Fan Show from 8.30pm. We've all got one and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at LoveSport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208-7020-558. LoveSport Radio, your fan station. This is LoveSport.
7: So, who wants to tell me about Andros Townsend's goal? By the way, that chant that Palace fans have made up
10: for is absolutely brilliant. David Bowie one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, star man. Playing on, alright. Hey, <laughs> um, yeah, what do, you, what do you make of his finish? A good finish for him. For his wrong foot, it was fantastic, wasn't it? And it was a good flowing move that sliced Chelsea apart. Really, really did. And I'm glad my son wasn't filming me because I literally jumped up and down so much and swore with joy like I jarred my knee and had to sit very still for the rest of the game. Yeah, I jumped. So, so good it was. Yeah, I jumped out of my bed. I know I'm a plastic for not going, but I jumped
8: out <laughs> my bed. What yeah. time is the kickoff? <laughs> uh, it's It's a Sunday. I'm just. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Have you the
10: not bed. got up, or were you having an early night? <laughs> nah,
8: I just. I was just in my bed. I just I don't not because my house is in construction, so I don't want to go downstairs and whatever. So I was just sit in my bed watching the game. Enjoyed it, but yeah, John- up
10: <laughs> Aaron's face, like, basically like, got a
7: massive hole in the floor. Something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jumps through, and it's like bang, falls down
10: Simon's pole. Yeah. It's like,
7: no, it's like German Home Alone.
10: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, what a hole
7: that one. Um, yeah, and then the uh, the other two Chelsea goals. What was no no one marking Morat for the second. Yeah, um, I
10: I can't answer that.
8: I uh, <sighs> it was it, it was uh, defensively they were just mind baffling because. Tompkins was right next to Wan and Wan clearly had his man. And Murata, you would expect Tompkins to mark Murata because he's he's a he's not a small guy and he's um and Tompkins he's got the physical abilities to hold him off. But it was just weird, Tompkins was just an, no nomad I don't know exactly who he was marking. I don't, was he marking one or I don't know. And then afterwards you could see it from his reaction, it seemed like he knew that it was his fault. He just um, slammed the floor, and yeah, it was just poor defensively. And we haven't seen much of that from Palace. I know we're not that great in defending set pieces, but we're not that bad for leaving a man open that wide. And that's I think that's the first time Murata scored two goals uh, since 2017,
10: and it's so typical that it happened against Palace. You mentioned at the top of the show, would we would we give Roy to Fulham and take somebody in? Yeah, that was what that was going to be
7: my question, and I, I was going to ask it to Alan O'Brien because he's going to join right, us
10: but shortly enough. But go on. I was going to say we when we had Pulis or, or Sam Allardyce, we were ace at defending set pieces, absolutely fantastic, and it it's just gone to pieces. And again, I mentioned it. Stephen Reid before how much input he had. I think uh, Steve Parrish has been courting the wrong read. Huh? I really do. I think he should be trying to get him back rather than going out with Susanna.
8: <laughs> well, when we had Sam Ades, I think Sam Lee and you uh, know Big Sam do Big Sam, little Sam. Big Sam, little Sam. Exactly. They're 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 good at um, set pieces. So an impact, and then uh, when we had P- Poulos, Poulos a good. Set- I think when we lost Keith Millen, because we've all we had we've had so many managers. When we lost Keith Millen, I think that's when we've gone a bit downhill. I think he was focused on the set pieces, and I don't know. I'm not at the training ground all week, but it seems like. Every time um, the opposition have a set piece, we just look so dodgy in defending them, and it's been it's not it's not only happening now since Roy has coming. I I me personally, I have never been confident in set piece, like defending set pieces, but yeah, it was it was a it was a poor goal um, to concede, um, knowing how good so far we've been defensively this season. But they go they bring on Kovacic and Hazard, and that's what happens. They go and score the third goal, and once again, it was poor defending we
10: got, yeah, as, as DR said, you've got a player um, on loan from Real Madrid and a player who Real Madrid wants to buy <laughs> yeah. coming on the subs. I mean, how are you going to cope with that?
8: Well, I think Sarri even said that we won't use Hazard unless we need him. And the way we started the second half and how we scored a goal, it just gave... Chelsea message that we know, we've we come here and we've beat you guys here before and them bringing on uh, Hazard and Kovacic it just, it just shows the class they are you know they've got world class players and it just happens after that Um, I don't know PVA came on Twitter as well and he said um, how he's sorry for the mistake but it's just all around the way that ball came in for the third goal is too easy it's just a low cross and no one managed to get to the end of it
7: yeah we're going to go for balls because the uh, the man himself the tact Tix truck maestro alan o'brien will join us next to give us a tactical rundown of where it all went wrong for the mighty eagles next on love sport
3: come for the sport stay for the chat love sport radio
6: can you save money on your car insurance chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com getting real people real savings
12: i'm chris from leicestershire a truck driver I went on a spokesman said, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to the on holiday.
6: Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at AspokesmanSaid.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with AspokesmanSaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money.
3: The Lord's Tavners, the leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK, is all about giving young people a sporting chance. There are lots of events you can get involved in over the coming months, from the Lady Tavners Christmas Lunch with Jimmy Tarbuck to the Christmas Carol Concert featuring Joanna Lumley. The charity continues to raise millions, and last year alone donated over 40 minibuses to schools and clubs and provided over 3,900 cricket coaching sessions. Visit lordtavners.org to find out more information and how you can get involved. <coughs>
6: Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Let's face it, when your kids are ill, you do anything to help them feel better. But remember, antibiotics aren't always needed. You might not realise it, but taking antibiotics when you don't need them puts you and your family at risk of a longer and more severe illness. Help keep your family well. Always take your doctor's advice on antibiotics. Search NHS Antibiotics.
1: <laughs>
11: Or better. 1.7 seconds It's over in a flash This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter and Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So digital media, stick your algorithms up your. Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. 558 five, AM. Love Sport.
7: sport uh good evening we uh, now have to uh, i mean I'd, usually i don't know we can usually hear him backing down the driveway but you know uh, I, don't, I don't know where he is anyway uh backing his lorry in and uh, and showering us with his load of knowledge is mr alan o'brien from the tactics track too how are you al
13: I'm going to force you on foot tonight, Aaron, because uh, I'm trying to get some exercise, you know, I've been watching too much football.
7: Oh, right, I thought you've got a a problem with the truck, he's always got a problem with the truck, you know that, always got some (laughs) form of issue with it. Uh, Roy's truck broke down on Sunday.
13: Well, it did, it did and it didn't, I mean, I thought for the first half, Palace were actually quite good against Chelsea, uh, their game plan was I think more or less the right one. It was, it was similar to the one that West Ham, another London side, employed a few weeks ago where they were just looking to, to close off those passing angles from the likes of Jorginho into Chelsea's more creative players. Unfortunately for uh, Crystal Palace and for Roy Hodgson, Chelsea used their full-backs a lot better than they did in that aforementioned in will draw West Ham. And that ultimately proved uh, Crystal Palace's undoing the influence of Cesares, Pellicueta and Marcus Alonso.
7: I mean, what is it with Palace and Roy Right Now, where are we with the, with them? Because Nick has turned around and said that, you know, a few of the Palace faithful, they're getting a bit doomy, a bit gloomy with him, you know, obviously. I mean, they're coming into an important time as well with Christmas on the way out. He's got to start picking up points. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are, I'd say three, maybe four worse teams than Palace in the league, but marginally worse only.
13: Yeah, look, I can understand the pressure that's that's been put upon Roy Hodgson at the moment. It's six league games without a win now, but look, I mean, it's easy for me to say this because I'm a neutral, but I do think some of that criticism is unfounded. I mean, if you actually look at the individual games on a case-by-case basis in which Palace have failed to win, they've been very, very unfortunate in quite a lot of them. And primarily because they lack a cutting edge in the opposition penalty area. They're heavily reliant on Wilfred Zaha, as we all know. He scored half their open play goals, of which there have only been six. And aside from that, they've been missing big chances galore. I mean, in the 2-0 defeat at home to Southampton earlier in the season, for example, Christian Benteke, who's now injured, missed four big chances in that game alone. And, you know, I I could go on. I mean, the three recent defeats in which they failed to score a goal to Everton, Wolves and Newcastle, they missed four big chances across all three of those games. And if you look at the expected goals score in all three of those games, Palace should have got at least a draw in all of them.
7: Yeah, I mean, in terms of changing things up as well, what options has Roy got to to make changes to... Maybe, um, maybe not rotate as such, but but change uh, change the the style of things and the way Palace play.
13: Well, he's got a few options at his disposal. I think I think one of the options at his disposal, Aaron, are that he hasn't really made enough of this season is Max Meyer, the German midfielder who finally got a, a start there on Sunday uh, against Chelsea. I think it was only his second Premier League start of his short time at Crystal Palace. I mean, he's 23. He's had a very checkered career. He hasn't really fulfilled the potential that uh, many touted him to have. But he does have the kind of creative craftsman neck that no other midfielder in the Palace squad has. Uh, he was used in the left of midfield uh, against Chelsea from the start. But he also came on as a sub in the previous game at, at home to Arsenal in the two-all draw uh on the left of midfield and that four four two Hodgson favors. And in in both instances he struck up a fantastic relationship with Zaha. Uh, and in the last couple of games they've laid on chances galore for each other, if you know what I mean. And I, I think that's that's something that that Hodgson has been reluctant to do is to insert Meyer into his team. And given that that no one in the squad has more than one assist this year and only James McArthur has managed the princely sum of one expected assist. I, I find it hard to understand why.
8: Um, hi, um, Alan. Just looking ahead, on, looking ahead to the game on a weekend, um, we've got Spurs, of course. Um, what can we expect from them? I know they haven't signed anyone uh, this summer, um, but it's, they're sitting in fourth place. Uh, what can we expect from Tottenham this, this, uh, on a weekend?
13: Well, I think you can expect a very difficult game. That's for <laughs> sure. If, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Palace are at home on, on the weekend. It's it's the late kickoff on a Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, your best bet is that you can you can frustrate them. Uh, I hate to mention your your London neighbours again, but West Ham were were, were recently defeated one 0 by Spurs. And they actually had a lot of success in in limiting Spurs' creativity and chance creation. And I think if uh, you know, I think that's one of Roy Hodgson's strong points. I mean, if you look at the statistics, Palace have only conceded uh, on average thirteen shots per game, which is around the same as. Bournemouth and Manchester United and Spurs themselves, actually, in fact. So I think, you know, we know what to expect from Spurs. It's going to be a counter pressing game, like like you had against Arsenal and Chelsea, where um, they're going to press you in your own half. And we know that the likes of Luka Milivojevic is is a little bit uncomfortable with that. Palace have had trouble with that in the last couple of games. And we know that they're going to play a very expensive possession game, and they're going to utilise the fullbacks which is something that Palace, as I mentioned earlier, had trouble with against Chelsea. So I wouldn't be too positive about your chances, my friend, but <laughs> at
8: the same time... <laughs> uh, just, um, <laughs> Ma- Max, you started on a weekend against Chelsea. Um, what did it make of Roy opting to play him out wide rather than centrally? Do you think it limits him significantly or do you think uh, in the long term you'll get used to it and um, you'll get the best out of him there playing out wide? <laughs>
13: Well it's interesting I, I wonder what his best role is because uh, all through the, the, the early part of his career he, he was considered a number 10 obviously he's quite diminutive as well in stature but in, in Germany in last season <laughs>
5: yeah,
13: <laughs> <laughs> last season in Germany he was actually used in a kind of a Pirlo role as a deep line playmaker now obviously that's you know never going to happen in a Roy Hodgson team is it guys no, but I've... um you know, I think Hodgson is afraid to use him as well in a number ten role because, you know, I don't think he would see the central midfield area as being as compact as he would desire. So, I think the only real option is the is the wide midfield role. And, and to answer your question, do I think that limits him? No, I don't really because in 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 4 four four two, they're not wingers. Wide midfielders. They are wide midfielders. We saw how narrow James McCarter has played over the last uh, few months, and we saw him come inside and create Andrews Townsend's equaliser on the weekend. And and as I mentioned earlier, Meyer has come into those kind of inside left areas and interacted very well with Wilfred Zaha in the last two games as well. So, no, I don't think it limits him. And I think if you were Max Meyer, you'd be thinking, well, this is my only shot of getting in the team, so I better get used to it.
10: Indeed. Hello, Alan. It's uh, Nick here. Uh, we've got the striker conundrum. We've got, we've got Wickham, or Operation Wickham, as we call him now. Um, <laughs> we've got Benteke coming back. Townsend and Zaha up front. Uh, it worked at first, I think, last season, because they didn't know what they were doing and I don't think the opposition knew what they were doing, uh, a bit like Bellassi was when he was with us. So it, it kind of worked in our favour. Now, should Roy be looking at getting another striker in, with, with these other players potentially coming back?
13: Well, I, I think the answer to that question is, is a definitive yes. I mean, <laughs> none of the striking options in the squad are very palatable at the moment Wilfred Zaha aside you're right that the tandem of Zaha and Townsend did work very well in the last couple of months of the last season and I think the reason for that is that top level defences have forgotten how to play against a genuine strike partnership and we've seen even in the last couple of games Arsenal had terrible trouble up against Zaha and Jordan Ayew two on two running into the channels either side of their centre-backs and Chelsea had trouble with it as well as they said, they shipped the equaliser. Townsend running into the inside right channel just beside David Luiz. So it's a challenge that top-level sides aren't really used to anymore. The only trouble with it is that I think both Zaha and Townsend are on record as saying that they'd rather play with a more, uh, I suppose, um, direct option. And Christian Benteke is that option. He's... Uh, managed to win an average of nine aerial duels in his four starts this season he's by far the best target man in the squad alexander Sorlot, who has yet to score for palace clearly is not up to the required standard but the problem with penteke as you guys well know as palace fans through and through is that he is on an 18 month long odyssey of not being able to hit a barn door with a banjo he has been injured to be
10: fair i think that that's affected him more than we realized yeah, that's
13: true. Uh, he has had his injury, was. But uh, I, I do think the stats reflect that he's 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 had an unbelievable time in terms of missing big chances. I mentioned earlier the four big chances he missed against Southampton. And that kind of uh, profligacy was going on all through last season as well. And you look at the other options. I, I know Jordan I use on, on loan. Thank God he didn't buy him because he's in his fourth season in the Premier League and he's never scored more than seven goals. He's 27 now. I don't ever see him uh, materialising into the finished article. So, you know, what other options are there? That, I think that's it, isn't it? Connor Wickham, as you say, Operation Wickham. He, he, if you want to say Ben has had his injury issues, this guy would give Darren in a run for his money, wouldn't he?
7: Alan, I had a question, but we're running out of time. Will you stick on with us? To, to after news because it's a really important question. I'm letting you steal on it. I asked the Palace fans uh, before the show started if you had the option for Roy Hodgson now to be taken to Fulham to replace the Vc Would you do that to in, you know in, in infuse some fresh ideas and maybe bring in a new manager, a new man to take Palace forward? Uh, you know, again we we've seen the likes of De Boer and whatnot sort of try and change things up, but maybe a return for Aladice, maybe something different just to ensure Palace keep their heads above water we'll ask you that question we'll get the answer to that question after your 8 o'clock news as well. Alan O'Brien uh, joining us here from the tactics truck 2.com make sure you go on and uh, read his works of genius at the moment in fact it's finished Red Star Belgrade 2 Liverpool 0 they definitely haven't conquered all of Europe tonight I'll tell you that for free uh, Club Bruges winning 4-0 in Monaco as well not a great start for Thierry Henry some early goals though in the Checker Trade Trophy Wimbledon one, Stevenage Nil, and it's former Eagle Appiah, with the goal for Wimbledon. Wickham, no Oxford United one, Cameron Brannigan uh will be well he he's grabbed that one and our producer or our AP Joe will be very, very, very happy with that one. And goal in League One, Walsall Nil, Charles Athletic One, Lyle Taylor, after uh, after missing a few games to injury, he's back with the bang as he scored a six minute penalty. This is Love Sport Radio with the Crystal Palace Fan show back
6: with Anan O'Brien next.
3: Love Sport, 558 AM.
6: When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on a spokesman said.com and saved hundreds.
3: I'm Jim, I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the uh, car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible 600 pounds. Just amazing. Signing up to
0: spokesman said, best thing I could have done.
6: Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Getting real people real savings. Compare, switch and save with a the spokesman said.com. If you're
3: in business, I bet you hate wasting money. We do taxi tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure. Our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time, so your message has the greatest potential for making an impact. We do taxi tops. Visit WEDOOH.com. We do the smarter, quicker way of advertising in London, supporting London business
9: Don't drive tired. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone.
7: This is Love Sport Radio with your Crystal Palace. What are you pointing at? The fact that you've got an under-21 team playing Yeovil. Yeah, Yeovil won. West Ham under-21s. No, Sean Donnellan with the goal for uh, for Yeovil. The Glovers. Do you know indeed, the, the Glovers? Yeah, yeah, the Glovers. Do you know why? They make gloves? Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Well, don't and Crystal Palace are called the Eagles because they make Eagles, of course. That's we <laughs> <laughs> make <laughs>
10: Eagles.
7: Exactly how it's done. This is Love Sport Radio. 5-5 five, five at MD.
3: on 558 AM, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News.
4: From the Sky News Centre at eight, six men have been arrested over an online video in which you can hear a group of people laughing about a model of the Grenfell Tower. They're being questioned on suspicion of a public order offence relating to causing harassment, alarm or distress after handing themselves in. Emma Dent Code is MP for Kensington, where the tower block stands. I can't imagine how anybody could think this was funny, reconstructing something which was so horrific. This is just bringing up all the old wounds all over again. People are being re
6: traumatized by this
4: footballer ched evans is suing his former lawyers after he spent two and a half years in jail for a rape conviction which was later overturned he claims he's missed out on millions of pounds in earnings but the firm says it did put forward a strong defense in the case it's being recommended red and processed meat is heavily taxed because of its links with cancer experts at oxford university say it would save almost six thousand british lives a year they say foods like bacon and sausages would need a levy of 79 percent voters are queuing up in america to have their say in the midterm elections, which could be crucial for Donald Trump. This is the time to make a stand on, do you want this wave to continue, or do you want to switch
11: directions?
2: Immigrant rights are being trampled upon.
1: I think Trump's doing a great job.
4: There's a chance he could lose some of his power if his Republicans lose seats. Actor Adrian Lester says something needs to be done about the lack of diversity behind the camera. The Hustle star is among several people to have signed a letter handed into Downing Street, calling for tax relief for production companies that increase their diversity.
2: This is all about really reflecting Britain
0: as she is, and I think we need to get on with doing that in the best way possible.
4: Ariana Grande has been named People Magazine's Woman of the Year, and in sport, Liverpool have suffered a 2 0 defeat at the hands of Red Star Belgrade in the Champions League. Both goals were scored by Milan pa- Pavkov for the hosts in Serbia. Tottenham have just kicked off their crucial tie against PSV Eindhoven at Wembley. That's the latest. I'm Simon English.
3: Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Lovesport. Sport.
7: Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio with your Crystal Palace fan show. We're back, and there's joining me, Diar Kernas. Hello, Chinkui. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> Nick Gussie as well. Hello. Hello should, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know one of one. I, I don't know And Paddy And, Patty, and Pat, producer Paddy Hello <laughs> Hello how are you <laughs> Good day <laughs>
8: Sound that's half a rendered redemption That's so weird <laughs> oh,
1: <okay. laughs>
7: uh, Yeah we're still on the line with uh, Alan O'Brien from the Tactics Track 2 Alan I posed you the question uh, That if Crystal Palace had the opportunity to uh, move Roy Hodgson along And he, he went to Fulham Do you reckon they would take it Do you reckon they should take it
13: Should Palace take the opportunity to move Roy Hodgson along? No, I don't think so. I think it would be foolish to dispense with Roy Hodgson at this juncture. Uh, Firstly, because of the options uh, at Palace's disposal to replace him aren't exactly overwhelming. And second of all, because as I argued earlier, I don't think he's necessarily doing that bad of a job. I think the run of results they've had recently have been somewhat unfortunate for the reasons I outlined earlier. If you look at each individual game, they were very unfortunate in terms of uh, not converting their chances. And I do think his biggest problem is the problem we harped on before the break for news, which is that he really lacks a top-quality striker to complement Wilfred Zaha, who's carrying the burden alone at the moment.
10: The the, the problem with that, though, is, is we can all say, yeah, that we've played well, but fans will only look at the results and the points in the table rather than saying, oh, we nearly won that one and we nearly won that, that one. And, and you say we might get mullered by Tottenham, but we've been very, very close against Tottenham in previous seasons. But it's, 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 not, it's, it's the points on the board, Alan. And, Absolutely. And fans struggle yeah. see past that
13: they do they do Uh, you know we always hear it's a results game and unfortunately at times the media don't help as well because you know they look for things to hang their narrative hats on they don't actually look at at times journalists and and, um, broadcasters don't look at the uh, events within a game themselves they look at the result and they extrapolate a story from there don't they and Mm -hmm. fans kind of feed into that and buy into that and and can be guilty of that as well but I think, you know, if, if this is the Crystal Palace fan show and we're trying to provide an information source for, for Eagles fans, you know, personally, I'm coming on as a neutral. I'm trying to give an analytical viewpoint. And my analytical viewpoint is that Palace have not been that bad this season. They're, they're quite unfortunate to have only won two games and, and drawn two games and lost seven. I've watched a lot of them. And I do think things will come right uh, if, if um, Simon Jordan is patient.
10: Who? Uh I have you the mean chairman Steve right there, don't I? Yeah, Steve Parish. Steve Parish. Steve Parish. Steve yes. Parish. So Simon Jordan's on a loving with Charlton at the moment, I've heard. Um Oh really? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's uh, speaking very highly of their fans. Um so just for other clubs, I mean what managers are out there that you think could do a job with a Premier League team? I mean oh, Exactly.
13: One option What? why exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're gonna get rid of Roy who, who's there to come in? I've, I've said that already. I mean, I, I don't know. Did, did I hear Aaron mention the the wonderful, the uh, the social, very social Alan Pardew there a few minutes ago?
0: Oh, I mean, no.
13: Jesus. if that if that guy gets another Premier League job, I might as well throw my hat in the ring. You know. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Alan, you you stick to them articles, mate. To be fair, you probably got a, a fighting chance as well uh, because uh, of your tactical nous, mate. Um, Tottenham currently one 0 down in the Champions League. Uh, De Jong with the goal inside two minutes at uh, at uh, at Wembley. What do you make of that? And and do you reckon Palace fans will be sitting there licking their lips, going, you know what? Spurs are in a funny old vein of form. Uh, uh, Palace could do something air.
13: Yeah, I, think, I, I I genuinely think Colas have have, have a, a strong chance of getting a result there. I mentioned some of the negatives earlier, but you know, I also uh, implied some of the positives as well. You know, if Roy sticks with that 4-4-2 system with with the two strikers, uh Townsend and Nazar or, you know, even if IU gets to start, I, I genuinely think whichever center back pairing shows up for Tottenham will have trouble with that. Uh particularly because as I mentioned earlier, Matt Ritchie he likes to you know, encourages full-backs forward. So there will be space in the channels for the two strikers to roam into. And, and Tottenham have given away a lot of chances in recent games. I mean, they were very, very very fortunate to beat Wolves away last Saturday evening.
10: That's was a good and game. W- good we, game. If, if yeah, we can do a, half as well as Wolves did, I'd, I'd be happy.
13: I think you would be, yeah. <laughs> of course, the, the worry is that one fight might not be playing as right-sided side centre-back against you guys, unfortunately, so there won't be two free penalties coming your way.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Um, Alan, thank you so much for joining us, pal, once again. And uh, everyone, make sure you head over to tacticstruck2.com. That's a two as the digit, not T-W-O tacticstruck 2com Go and check out. You know, after the game, you like to have a bit of a debrief, go and read them, because trust me, it's quality reading material from, from an absolute genius of a man, Mr. Alan O'Brien, joining us there on Love Sport Radio. We're going to be back with Chris, uh, Chris Hambling next. Uh, in fact, he's going to have his theme tune played out as well after a short pause. 5.58am.
3: Five, five, Love Sport. Love
6: sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal.
3: Ian Stone's comedy breakfast on Love Sport. They actually call in most supermarkets now, Satsumas are actually just called easy peelers, aren't they?
14: Because they're all easy peelers. Because Satsumas (laughs) are notorious (laughs) as being incredibly difficult to get into in the past. They can be. People said in the past, have you ever had a Satsuma? I never got into one. (laughs) (laughs) Never got anywhere. I've been trying for years. My dad dad died trying to get into a Satsuma.
3: Weekdays from 6.30am. Love Sports.
7: Of course, that's the unmistakable sound of the arrival have a certain Hambo. We we used to have his Irish theme Jim Don't know where he is. I can't believe Hambo it. Hambo fifty. He's actually. <laughs> he missed two review shows. Is, is he going to actually be here? Well, he he's he with us. Let me hear your voice. Um, just <laughs> before he he puts his dinner on Hambo. What's on the menu tonight, Bal? Uh,
12: it is sweet potato beef sliders.
10: <laughs>
7: That's a <laughs> bit upper middle, isn't it?
10: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought those sliders were what you wore on your feet. Yeah, I thought those as well. Yeah. yeah, sliders. Aren't they just well, no, like you know, really you know, small burgers? Yeah, they're mini burgers, two
12: but they burger
6: <laughs> Two ounces! <laughs> two ounces!
12: <laughs> <Two> ounce! <laughs> <Two> ounce! <laughs> yes! <laughs> two ounces! I missed that. Was it, was it a joke? Well, was
7: yeah, that? DR said DR chucked in two ounce when he said really small burgers. <laughs>
8: Right, got it. Got it. Well done, deal, mate. you getting there. Yeah, all right. what's up with you? I mean, you. You've disappeared. You went to Vegas. You went to a buffet yesterday. You just you went to a buffet. Yeah. What I did Cosmo World buffet?
7: Oh, it's a good shot, mate. Good shot. Hey, you're enjoying life. The, the, the hibachi <laughs> yeah, it, grill is excellent.
12: You know what? It's good. But the trouble is, you know how you eat in sort of phases? You eat a plate. You know, plate at a time. It also exits exits you a plate at a time as well, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, so, uh, all right, I
8: understand. I understand what? now.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Amber, let's uh, let's talk about some more pressing matters, like, aka the football. Yeah. What did you make on on Sunday? Did you Were you weeping as you watched?
12: Oh, mate, it was it was tough. I was, I was watching it with uh, two Chelsea fans from my extended family, and um, I was. I was deeply upset <laughs> at the time but it was very difficult to watch because obviously we it's following a familiar pattern of, of playing reasonably well and being very much in the game and then just really throwing it away. You know, you don't mind if Chelsea, you know, with the talent that they've got on show and they were very, very good so you've got to have that that level of perspective but, you know, none of the goals they scored were particularly clever or or, you know, skillful, it was just poor defending and, and, and a bit of naivety at times, and unfortunately that lets you down, you know, and, and all that good work, we, we say it pretty much every game at the minute, all the good work's undone by a couple of silly little mistakes and, um, you know, a little bit of, well, we weren't quite as adventurous as we could have been, when, when we had Chelsea on the ropes earlier, you just feel you know you turn the screw a little bit um, but you know I, you know it's, it's, a, it's a missed opportunity in some ways but ultimately those are those are your bonus games, so can't, can't be too down about it
10: indeed um, we, we were talking earlier about the number of players that that were surrounding um I nearly said tambo then I meant zaha <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> easy zaha's, yeah yeah easy same hairstyle um they've um zaha's really got a look at releasing the ball if we've got only six six players left on the opposition team to, to cover our over-10, hasn't
12: he? Yeah, he has. And it can be, that's when it can be frustrating to watch Wilf when he, he gets his head down and starts running at defence, which you kind of want him to do. But like you say, if they've got minimum four players on him, then somewhere else on that pitch is a lot of space. So that's where you have to hope that Wilf adjusts his game. But I, I would say the bigger problem there, rather than Wilf not getting his head up and looking for a pass, is the fact that even if he does... He hasn't really got a lot, you know. This, you've got to get more people around him, um, and that's very difficult against the bigger teams. And that's really the, the sort of the the balance that Hodgson's got to forget. You know, we get when we're getting a bit of possession against those teams. It's about being brave, getting a couple of midfielders forward to to support those those front men, particularly when it's when Wilf and and Andros. Because um, ultimately, you know, we could have we could have got ourselves well ahead in that game you know, before we even conceded the first goal. Um, so, yeah, disappointing. Um,
8: we saw Max like yesterday um, in a four-four-two formation playing out wide. What do you make of his performance?
12: I, th- I thought he was OK. I don't think it was spectacular, but people often, you know, expect way, way, way too much and the longer he's, he was out of the team and not starting, you know, the, the bigger those expectations and demands and sort of perceptions got, really, because we we're all screaming out for him to start because he's such a classy player. But I thought it was pretty telling uh, Wilf was openly questioning his substitution on around seventy minutes. You know that of all the you know you're looking at that team, you're thinking, well, we've got to get back into the game. With, you know, and we take Max Mayer off, and you're just thinking, well, the, the sub really was Macarthur, wasn't it? You know, he wasn't really having a huge impact on the game. Although I think you know, I think he was set up our goal, but if you if you really wanted to carry on as an attacking force, it was it was that was the sub to make, but. I think you can see one thing that is gonna be a, a difficult thing for for Max to start every week is that he's he's a willing defender but he's perhaps not an effective defender and i d- I don't mean in terms of what he you know ever put in a tackle it's more about his positioning in in that shape because he likes to to roam a little bit um you saw he was leaving gaps in the midfield, so I think potentially that's why roy has not been not been too keen to play him.
8: So we just start. We uh, would just start him against Tottenham, or
12: yeah, I, I would. Uh, but again, I, I, you know, I think we're crying out to to play Max
8: in a in a sort of
12: midfield three with him as the kind of attacking point of that. With two players sitting, so ideally, if you could, we were we were very close to it. But for me, MacArthur comes out of that team, and you just you just try a striker, whether it's IU or Sirlock. That's all we've got at the moment until. Um, you know, Ben Benteke's back or we do something in January or, or Wickham avoids further injury after that thigh strain he's picked up. So I think if we can if we can have the midfield three with Mayer focusing on being in behind the front men, Wilford out wide, Townsend out wide as forwards and then some, some, figurehead, some figurehead at the top. So ideally for me, it's got to be Serlot at the moment because IU looks like he's really struggling. He
10: is struggling. He's... he's, he's um running about a lot, but he's up there with Trevor Aylock as one of our worst ever, I think, at the he moment. Nutmeg nutmegged himself against Chelsea, that's impressive. He did, he did. <laughs> um, so, um, Sorloff was wondering why against Middlesbrough. Is that bad positional sense, or is that um, doing what he's told?
12: I think he's, I think because of the way we've been playing and the personnel we've been playing, he's been asked to run the channels a little bit um i think that's just the, the, the formation that we play we we're we just sort of we're trying to make a 4-4-2 work with without a 4-4-2 players i mm-hmm. think um and obviously when you're playing the two forwards and na- that are naturally wide players you're you know not i wouldn't again i wouldn't call them both wingers so i think they're wide forwards but they are naturally going to stay in those channels and try and isolate defenders when you have that it's it's difficult to chuck Serlo in there and, and ask him you know and ask the team to play completely differently just because he's a different type of player but ultimately that's what you you have to do um, but I think Roy struggles on that side of things with with, with you know wholesale changes he wants to, to have a system and the players fit that system rather than trying to fully design the system around what he's got available so that's always every manager's got that that sort of that debate to have with themselves. How how much do they stick with the system that they know, or how much do they tweak it to to the players that they've got available?
8: Yeah, just on a four-four-two formation, I feel like we're missing Ruben Losic and Johan Kobayle in terms of yeah. um, cre- and you know they were the creative players last season. I don't and I don't think people have realised how much we miss them this season. Um, but yeah, I have to agree with you there on the. Um, on the four-four-two formation. What about Hennessy What do you make of him yesterday? Some people were uh, calling, wanting to drop uh, after yesterday's performance. Uh, me personally, I don't think he was at fault for, well, for any of the goals. But I know you're not really a Hennessy fan. Would you know what do you make of his no, performance yesterday?
12: I thought you loved the no, head, Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've, I've got more time for the head. I don't look He's done. I think he's been been much improved. But I think I can't. I can't let go of the fact that I don't really rate him as a top level keeper. And I think when you look at, I think, perhaps the opening goal, he's very much stuck on his line. I think there's a a lot of the time you just think he's a reactive keeper. He doesn't do an awful lot um, in terms of taking the pressure off of his defence and kind of dominating that area. He he has spells in games where he does it. Um, You know, I think, again, he he made an absolutely terrific save. Um, But then... You know for a couple of the goals you just think he's, he's just hoping that the ball is hitting the general area of him or it's going to go in and he you know I think if you look at the other end of the pitch, I think you know Kepper came storming out and sort of cleared the ball roughly around the sort of like the halfway line at one point to stop a break, and that's how switched on you've got to be at the top level uh if you look at how the ball fell to Maratta. You know, you you want to see a keeper for the first goal, I mean, you want to see a keeper storming out of his goal, trying to block that at source, rather than watching a player control and turn to pass pass it past him. You know, I'm not saying he would have saved it. I'm just saying you got to do something a bit more in the Premier League and just stand on your line and wait for a shot
8: bring back Jules is what I say I
12: <laughs> oh do <dear>, absolutely right
8: <laughs> I understand what you're saying but Geita against Middlesbrough he didn't really have a good game I'm not I'm not talking about the goal but him passing out from the back and when Crosser were coming into the box instead of catching it he was punching it away yeah. I don't understand why so many people are criticising Hennessy where you know Geita it doesn't seem like he's ready after the Middlesbrough performance
12: well, I think people just want to see something else, you know. I, I think that's what it what it comes down to. And you, you're right to point out that there's no guarantee that you're going to see anything better. I think, um, you know, Gwate has come with a a, a very good reputation, um, and he's a, he's a keeper at an age where he should be at his peak. But at the moment, I think it's quite clear to see that the, the staff at the club agree with you, dear, that, that Wayne isn't doing anything particularly wrong. Um, And that he's stronger than the two keepers. That's what the club clearly feel at the moment.
10: It's it's repeating the old. um, Oh, who was the French guy? Mandanda. Mondanda. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Mondanda. Mondanda. Yes. Aaron? Yeah, um, Hambo,
7: uh, just a couple, of, a couple of more bits because I know you you probably got the oven on or something. Um, first and foremost, I've been asking the question, obviously with the predicament that Fulham are in right now. We all know that the current Crystal Palace manager is a bit of a legend at Graven Cottage. If Fulham came in with an approach for, uh, for Roy Hodgson, firstly, would you be receptive to that? Secondly, um, I mean... Phew, would you would you want that? And, and thirdly, if if he was to move on, who would you look at to think you know what? Yeah, they can bring something fresh to us.
12: Oh, just the easy questions, then, mate. Cheers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I said this in in one of our chats the other day. Uh, I I wouldn't be upset if, if Roy left. That that's a horrible horrible way to sort of just to, to say something like that after what he did last season. But I had lost a bit of faith. In watching how we've been organised, and, and I completely acknowledge we played better against the bigger teams, but I think that's just because we've had more space. Uh, you know, I, I like to see, I like to see us learning from mistakes, and I like to see us, you know, trying something different if we're not getting results. I think at the moment it's difficult to watch the same thing week in, week out, and just get you know. A new manager at the end of the end of the game just says, "Well, if we keep playing like that, we'll we'll, we'll pick up points." and It's like, well. How long do we wait, Rory? Um, but I've got you know, I've got so much respect for him as a manager and, and as, as a man. He's been brilliant for us. But if Fulham came in and wanted him, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be gutted to see him go. But that takes me on to the next question of who do you bring in, and that's where we you know we really struggle as to what, what actually is out there. Um, you know, the best managers tend to be in jobs. Um, Ranieri. I, I I don't I don't know if we've got a, a, a squad suited to him, but then I never would have predicted what he did at Leicester. So you know, again, I think it's a change, it's different. He's, he's clearly a, a manager with a good reputation and, and a, a very talented manager. So hey, if he's if he's out there and willing and we need a manager then great, but I you know, I've got to be I gotta be honest. I, I'm I'm not looking for a change I'm just in a position where if it happened I would I would either be surprised or particularly disappointed but you know what I really want is for is for Roy to turn this around and see the team playing with a bit more confidence and a bit more bravery and, and I think that will that will breed better performances
7: Yeah and uh, my final question pal um, we're anti-franchise football here What well, I certainly am what do you make of this uh, this new European Super League that's uh, that's been mooted
12: I mean, how many how many times have we heard it over the years? I can remember playing a game in the nineties called European Super. Uh, um, I think it was on the on the Commodore Amiga. Do you remember those days? Oh, of course you don't. I uh, do no know I don't.
7: Commodore used to sponsor Chelsea, you know. They did. <laughs> they then, did that's <laughs> quite right.
10: Vic Twenty Eight uh, earlier on than that. Sensible centre. <laughs> <server.
12: laughs> right. I do. I you know you can kind of almost see it happening, um, but I think the the difficulty with that is you're really taking it out outside taking it away from the fans when you do that um, you know it, it's it, you become you become a the, the sort of target demographic if you like to to use business speak um, <laughs> becomes a very different type of football fan you know got people will be scraping to to make all the, you know all the games and um you know i don't I don't know and I also don't know whether the Premier League would be happy to surrender. sort of the cash cow that they've got because they're making all sorts of money and they've got all sorts of power but if you suddenly start creating a a super league um, that power has to be shared and it suddenly stops being the you know the product that it is i hate to talk in those terms but that's kind of how people view it but you know the world's getting a smaller place isn't it and i think ultimately it's something that might happen at some stage soon
7: would yeah. like it yeah neither what I pal uh, make sure you tweet us in a photo of what you made love to see them mm-hmm. creations maybe DR can whack it on the menu at a future point Chris Hambling thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, on Love Sport Radio on the back of this I'm going to bring some schools
3: it's all in the name Love Sport Radio
6: can you save money on your car insurance Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. getting real people real savings
10: I'm
12: Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman's set which was very easy to use for an old git like myself and the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday.
6: Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at AspokesmanSaid.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with AspokesmanSaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money.
3: Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. The Novatel London Blackfriars, the official hotel partner of Lovesport. Located just minutes away from the city and London's famous South Bank, you can kick back and taste the flavours of the world at the Jamboree Bar and Grill and enjoy all the sights of London in style. The Novatel London Blackfriars.
4: As a parent... You want to protect your kids. You know you can't keep them wrapped up in cotton wool forever, but there are some things that you can do, like keeping their vaccinations up to date. Some childhood diseases are on the rise again, like measles and whooping cough, and they can cause severe illness. Childhood vaccinations can help prevent them. So, are your child's vaccinations up to date? To find out more, search online for NHS Vaccinations. The
3: Lords Tavners, the leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK, is all about giving young people a sporting chance. There are lots of events you can get involved in over the coming months from the Lady Tavners Christmas Lunch with Jimmy Tarbuck to the Christmas Carol Concert featuring Joanna Lumley. The charity continues to raise millions and last year alone donated over 40 minibuses to schools and clubs and provided over 3,900 cricket coaching sessions. Visit lordtavners.com to find out more information and how you can get involved. Love Sport, 558 AM.
7: Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio. Going to bring you Jim Cannon after half past eight tonight. But let's have some scores because there is plenty of action going on in the Checker Trade Trophy. Wimbledon are now two goals to the good at home to Stevenage. Anthony Wordsworth with a second goal for the Dons. It could bring some much-needed relief to Neil Ardley, who is in all sorts of trouble at, uh, at King's Murder Elsewhere, Schalke 1, Galatasaray 0.
8: Gala Tussara, you want me to say that? No, it's
7: a cheer or girl.
8: No, oh, I don't like Gala Tussara one bit. It's a cheer. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, reason, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
7: He's just wired the wrong way, this boy, you know. <laughs> at Porto 1, locomotive, Moscow 0, and Northampton Town 2, Fulham under 21's 0. Bit of a mouthful, though. Wickham Wanderers nil. Oxford United 2. Everyone knows that Wickham only stopped playing at 2 0 down anyway, so expect goals there. Spurs still a goal down at home to psv eindhoven it finished monaco nil club bruges four
10: i mean baptism of fire for thierry henry well you said earlier on that the team weren't going to play for him so they've just Prove
7: that haven't they? Mm, yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good for the uh, former Arsenal man. Red Star Belgrade two, Liverpool 0 was a full time score as well. Currently, Warsaw nil, Charlton Athletic one. Lyle Taylor with a penalty six minutes into that one, uh, grabbing the opener for uh, for Charlton at the Bescott Stadium. Barnsley one, Everton under twenty ones nil half time. There you got Lincoln City two, Wolverhampton Wanderers under twenty ones uh, one, and Mansfield nil, Grimsby one in league one as well um DR do you have a question
8: uh yes i do yeah uh, we have a question to, was, do yeah, to do with transfers yeah to do transfers i think we've been linked with a move to danny welbeck um a 10 million pound move but I, I don't know if it's uh if it's real it's it's from the sun uh, apparently we're weighing up a 10 million pound january bid from f- for arsenal striker danny welbeck and uh, we got a question from cpfc news hq uh thoughts on this considering you're talking about strikers in january um i don't know i guess we could give it a try he's, he's not is that a contract next year yeah so it's i don't know it depends where we are in january i guess in around december january and if it's 10 million pounds that's that's cheap nowadays so i guess it should uh, we should go for him i don't know i'm gonna
7: go for a real wild card i'm gonna say well uh jermaine defoe on loan
10: i'd like jermaine defoe he's probably got wage about... wages because i think
8: when Hold yeah. on, what about danny welbeck's wages but we, but look how old Daniel Welbeck is Compared to Jermaine DeFoe Yeah but you
7: could get You could get him on loan Jermaine DeFoe on loan
10: um, I don't know Scores goals Yeah it does but I don't know Only against us
8: Yeah <laughs> Waldy's against us <laughs> I reckon it would be a good I reckon it be a good move £10 million is is
7: cheap nowadays But you got to hold on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on First you just pulled out A point about wage. Yeah I know But £10 now million you just po- turn around to £10 million want, pound is
8: cheap How much is Daniel Welbeck on? Well
7: he's out of contract He's out of contract at so, the end of the season, so, so £10 we'll million pound isn't exactly cheap. If it was four, I'd go, yeah, fair enough. Edin Dzeko?
8: Yeah, but I don't think we can get him. Out of them three, I'd rather go for Edin Dzeko. Well, if I had an option, it would be Dzeko, Jermaine Defoe, then Daniel Welbeck. But I, I, it depends where we are, around late December and early January, really. If we're not scoring goals and if we're still in a mess, then I guess See, I'll if, go for if, Daniel if Welbeck.
7: If, if Palace could bring in an, another, another sort of... Um, Another forward. I'd go for a four-three-three with like sort of a mini midfield trio. So one as a holder, probably Milivojevic, and then two ahead of him, maybe a Max Meyer yeah. and Cheke Koyate. You know, Wilfred Zaha and one more on the right, or you know, one more on. on I'd I'd yeah. get him to start switching flanks as well. Get get the fullbacks confused. Yeah. Well, they do that, and then, and then and then you know so you said, let's say Zahan Townsend and then a focal point up top I reckon Defoe could be that focal point you know on loan from Bournemouth Ways out of favour he's on the telly most of the time nowadays but then yeah.
10: who you got winning in headers because we're known for getting the ball out wide and, and whipping the crosses in Defoe is, is, is yeah, as uh, your man Allen said earlier diminutive great word
7: quality striker though he, he is, is.
10: He is but is he passed his cell by date he's, he's, his legs have got to start going soon he can't go on forever should we talk about another transfer rumour? or... Uh, yeah, have we got time for that? Yeah, go on. Uh, yeah,
8: Gabriel uh, Barbosa. He's 22 years old. Um, he's on loan in Mexico right now. He's got 16 goals in 31 games, uh, 18 goals in 43 for Inter Milan. Um, Is this a risk? Exactly, it's this is the, because Italian league. I understand it's, it is physical, it's physical, but it's not. No, no leagues oh like. I know you Premier get league. plenty of time. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That's why I don't know. What do, What
10: do you think, Nick? Worth Worth going for him or? I think you've got to have somebody who's got plenty of Premier League experience because you you need to have somebody to hit the ground running without getting getting used to playing in such a diff, a league that's different to to the others. Yeah, I wonder how much it'll cost us though, because
8: I reckon it could be. I, well, I'm saying that But no, I'm just thinking West Ham are in for him Southampton are in for him So I don't think he'll be that cheap And I probably agree with you there That we should get a recognised Premier League striker Because <laughs> we're not in a position Where we could just risk it We're not scoring goals And we're in you know, deep trouble with strikers So I'll probably um, probably miss that Unless we can't get anyone else Then potentially go for him But yeah, i I'll probably, I'd rather go for Daniel Welbeck Probably then. The problem with Danny Warbeck is he gets injured. Injured Injured as well, that's what I'm saying. And at Palace, knowing our luck, he'll probably come and then he'll get injured in the car park after his medical.
10: He's not scoring, I I'm just looking at his stats. 2014-15, 25 games, scored four, three assists. 2015-16, 11 games, scored four. That's not a bad return. Two from 16. 11 games he played. uh, Danny Warbeck. In 2015-16. 11 games. Yeah. 16 games, 2016-17. Then in his... 17-18 17-18 he played 28 games and scored 5 times that's I know that's prolific for Palace but it's not a good enough return to, to be splashing 10 mil on
8: exactly but I don't know we haven't got really that many options um, on a weekend the fans were singing Ruben Loftus-Cheek um do you think we've got any chance of? Well, well Sari
7: himself has come out and said no. Oh yeah. Oh, that, uh, okay. That, that there will be no move uh, for Loftus. I'm telling you. Such a shame. Lasina Triore on a free. Oh, give, give that a six,
8: that seven foot. Yeah, tri- the tree, oh, the tree, the
7: tree. <laughs> the tree. Six foot eight. And I'll tell you something as well. We we've got some feedback. Football clubs listen to these podcasts. Lasina Troyore, Crystal Palace. Lasina Triore on a free get him in. Jim Cowan joins us next on Love Sport.
3: <laughs> this is Love Sport. Ian Stone's comedy breakfast on Love Sport.
14: Weird things happen down there. I watched that Dortmund game a few years ago. Yeah. When they were 3-1 down and one 4-3 or whatever it was and that was Thomas Tuchel as well. Yeah. Who by the way Steve McManaman called Tommy Tuchel last night. And I thought, that's ridiculous. You can't call him Tommy. Tommy Tinkle must be going mad. Must be going mad down there, Tommy Tinkle. I thought he's not some nightclub-blaming 40s cabaret comedian. Now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Tommy Tinkle. Weekdays from 6.30am. We've
3: all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at LoveSport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208-7020-558. LoveSport Radio, your fan station. This is LoveSport.
7: 35 across the capital this is love sport radio with the back of the nest and joining us now is uh, one of the greatest palace players to pull on the shirt mr jim cannon evening jim how are you I'm um, very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, excellent, pal. Excellent. Good. Uh, good to have you on. Um, let's let's touch on the game that, of course, took place on Sunday. What did you make of of that defeat for Crystal Palace? Um, you know, Chelsea kind of. I don't feel Chelsea got into you know their full sort of flow. Uh, I thought they were they were all right, and 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 Palace unfortunately were just beaten maybe by by just a little bit more quality.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think you've, you've hit it nail on the head there. They, they've got that, that extra ability that obviously we haven't got. I mean, I, I thought at one all, and we had a little spell for 10 minutes, I thought, oh, this this is looking quite good. But, I mean, they just start getting the grip of the game again, and, and they've got quality players, and they, they, they open this up. Although I, I, I do feel that, especially uh, Murata's. Second goal, the free kick. We uh, we could have defended it better. I felt that James Tomkin, Tomkins, and uh, Aaron Wambasaka. I think Tompkins could have helped the lad a little bit, pushed him out to Mark Murata, whereas he got dragged in a little bit. So I, th- I thought we were a bit unfortunate, but I think class in the end showed, and uh, uh, it was probably a, a result that was probably fair in the end. Hello Jim,
10: it's Nick again, spoke to you last time. Um it it's very difficult, isn't it, when everybody's singing Rom Bissaka's praises and saying, Oh yeah, he should be playing for England already and, and as you kind of alluded to there, is he's, he's still not the complete player. We we've seen today I've seen that Man City might be interested in him. What would you advise him to move just yet or not?
5: No, certainly not. Certainly not to Manchester City. He would play. He would be in the under twenty-three team for the for the next few years. Yeah. Uh, I think he's he's Crystal Palace is a perfect club for him. I mean, he's a young lad. He's learning. Uh, I mean, I think I would have I would have put more onus on James Tompkins, putting him in the right position for the free kick that I just mentioned because it. It looked as if he wasn't sure. Maybe he was, should be marking the guy that Tompkins uh, was marking, and maybe Tompkins didn't want to get pushed out to the right wing or or to the far post marking Murata. So I'm not sure who it was, but I mean, I, I wouldn't put any blame on the young lad. Uh, the same thing happened for the first goal where the centre forward in between uh, Aaron and Tompkins again. I'll I look at an experienced centre-half that's played a lot of games should be talking to the young lad and sorting them out there but uh, no, the, the Aaron wan is an unbelievable prospect and I dare say the way he's going one day, he, he will push his way into the England set-up uh, but I certainly, I certainly wouldn't sort of like he. he you can't tell these days because people with agents and suddenly they're throwing numbers at you but he, he's best suited playing at Crystal Palace for a couple of more seasons and getting the experience that he needs, hopefully still in the premiership.
10: You, you, you were saying there that um Tompkins should have helped him out. How much should Hennessy have helped him out as well? I mean, Hennessy comes under criticism for not being vocal enough. Should he be telling <coughs> players players a bit more, do you think?
5: Well, yeah, certainly like that. Because young, young Aaron actually came in almost and stood on top of Tompkins and Murata was behind him, only a, a, like a few feet. And obviously the ball gets flicked on, on quick, so he's caught out of position even quicker because uh, things happen so quick there. I watch, I mean, I, obviously I work at Palace matchday, so I see every game and I don't actually see any player on the park talking these days. Now, whether that's just I'm not noticing them or maybe they are, but it, it doesn't seem to be. I mean, in my day, my keeper, if it was John Burridge or Tony Burns or whoever was playing, would have been screaming to pick somebody up. And, and you shouldn't... A player should never be left on his own in an 18-yard box from a free kick. Should always have somebody near him. So, yeah, possibly Hennessy should be a bit more vocal and, and screaming for people to pick up. Sometimes it's just a little reminder... You know, you're watching something else and somebody just screams at you who's picking him up and it just livens you up a little bit and you go and pick your man up. So but it doesn't it I don't see players talking on the pitch. So, uh, I, yeah certainly got, not at Palace.
10: I think we miss uh Jedinak in that respect mm-hmm. for that, don't we? And and maybe yeah. even Kabay was having quiet words when when he was there last season. Yeah,
5: because yeah, Kabayi was quite fiery. I mean, you, you'd almost yeah. see him sort of moaning, and especially at the referee. So, yeah, you'd probably miss people. I don't actually know who who actually talks. I, I could watch a game and I couldn't tell you. I couldn't see somebody rolling the sleeves up and and sort of slagging people off to get them to do the jobs that they're supposed to do. So maybe maybe that's just the way Premiership footballers are these days. <laughs>
8: Um, hi Jim. How would you describe yourself to someone who hasn't seen you play before? I'm only eighteen years old, so unfortunately I wasn't <laughs> able to um watch you play um, how would you describe yourself?
5: I would I would have people always say I was a big old rugged centre half, but I was quite a culture centre half. I could play, I was left footed or right footed, I could I could pass balls. And i I played sort of three seasons as a left back. Uh, and Malcolm Allison had us playing the wing-back system and then there's 3-5-2 so uh, I was playing almost like a left winger and I played midfield so I was I think I was more than just a a sort of like up and header and tackle guy I I could actually come out and I was quite well known for bringing the ball out and sort of trying to get involved in the middle of the park so uh, I would have I would have been better suited today than I was in the muddy pitches back in the seventies and eighties. Oh, I loved
10: a muddy pitch. Um, just you, you <laughs> mentioned you mentioned Malcolm Allison before we asked you about the Tottenham game and what you'd do if you were Roy. One, one Malcolm Allison story, please, because people were, were were shouting at me when I told my interviewed you and you never mentioned him. So, just just <laughs> one story, please, to say, share. Allison's. One
5: story. Our uh, uh, Malcolm was like a character. Like, we, he would sort of he would say as uh, one day like. We, we we trained all different areas, different pitches, and like we we never had a set training ground in them days. And Malcolm would come onto this area, and it, it would just be a paddy field. And then he'd look <laughs> over this fence, and you would see the beautiful school play playing fields. And he'd suddenly say to everybody, "Right, come on, lads, over there." It's like, and suddenly this. sort of, a uh, caretaker or janitor or whatever would be come running up, and you see Malcolm put his arm around him, and he'd just come back and say, "Yeah, it's all right, lads, <laughs> carry on. I'm, I'm sending my crate of champagne, <laughs> four tickets for the game next week." And like, he was just—he was brilliant. He was—he was a—he uh, was, was a really nice guy as well. But he was—he uh, was way ahead of his time when it comes to coaching, and uh, he would have been uh, unbelievable in this day and age. Yeah.
8: Um, just looking ahead to the game on a weekend, are you confident that Paris could potentially get a result
5: against Tottenham? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I was confident, but I mean we haven't been playing bad. I mean they, the game Arsenal, people really didn't give us much chance against Arsenal, and you know like on another day we could uh, we could have won if we'd have won that game three two. I don't think anybody being sort of like said, oh that was a that was a lucky result. So. I mean, I Tottenham, they're obviously, they have seem to start picking up again. They seem to have had a little spell a few weeks ago, but they've got back on song a little bit. They've obviously got lots of great players and goal scorers, and that's the one thing at the moment that you would say is letting us down, just being somebody being able to put the ball in the back of the net. But I don't think we've got anything to fear. You know, if we play and show the commitment we showed, Against Arsenal at home,
7: then uh, it would be a really good game. How does potentially change things up? Obviously, we know that Palace in front of goal haven't been the best. Um, you know, IU's received a bit of criticism. How how can you change this without you know? I mean, before January, especially, you know, where where there, there, there's not much rotation. Is there a different system you would like to see? Is there something different you'd personally say? You know, what that's diff- that needs to be changed.
5: What is it? Uh, well I think lack of personnel is, is the reason why I mean obviously he's, he's putting IU in and you say I mean I didn't see the game uh, well I did I see bits of the Chelsea game but he, he's been getting a bit of stake I, I, I think I said to you that when I was on before he's, he's a bit like Fraser Campbell so he's not I mean he's a decent enough player but I don't think he's somebody that's going to sort of uh, lighten the place up and score goals Uh I look at Solskjaer. Any little spell I've seen him play, and I thought we come on against Arsenal. Him and um, Max Meyer come on, lightened up a little. I don't see what goes on in training because obviously a manager looks at his players in training, and one reason he'll pick them is he's doing really well. But I don't see the, why we don't just give him start him and see how it goes. And and if if at the end of the day he's not doing the job, then obviously he can change it. But I don't think it's fair to keep bringing somebody on for 5, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. He, he actually got a 20-minute run-out against Arsenal and he, he looked quite lively. You know, I think we need a, a presence up there to help Andrews Townsend and, and Wilfred. I think you're asking too much for these two lads. All, we're all right if we can get the ball in, on the floor to them, but anything that goes above head height, then you know it's going to come straight back. and That's, just, that's not what you want when you need people to hold the ball up and bring other people into the game. So I, there's no other personnel, unless you see, I saw something the other day, somebody said, Scott Dan up front. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I played up front before. I remember Alan Mullory played me up front against Derby County, because we had no centre forwards. Now I was useless, but I put myself about. Um, I don't know. There's, there's no, it, it, unfortunately we're in a position now where, uh, main strikers. Obviously, Connor Wickham has been out for so long, and I don't know if he's injured again. I think he uh, is. Chris, Christian Benteke, so and, and, and we're talking about a player, Benteke, that's not been doing anything anyway for the past year and a half, so um, it's it's a tricky one because we just, unless he brings one of the young lads out, I don't know, I I, I don't know, it must have somebody in under-23s that could just run around and look lively, but i think he's obviously he hasn't got a lot of choices and i don't think as much he can do with the team as it is the way it's set up so but I personally i would probably just shove so in and say right go and show us what you can do for half an hour and if you you carry on doing it then keep him in there but other than that it's um we play 10 at the back
10: boys well, well, last last question jim because uh we're running out of time we've got to let some yeah. some t- people from a team called QPR coming after us um, <laughs> unfortunately um, we've had a really tough we're in the middle of a really really tough run of games I know it's presumptuous yeah. to say what if we get nothing out of the Tottenham game and then we're, we face Man United away we've potentially got one point out of five games how do you lift yeah. yourself up to go and tonk West Ham at their ground
5: uh, West Ham mm. <laughs> That, that's who you wanted, West Ham. Well, um, Tottenham.
10: No, I mean in in a, in a couple of weeks after oh, this one. Yeah. Oh,
5: okay. um, well, you, you. I think the one thing in the, the the team's favour is that they've not been playing bad. They've been playing quite well. I mean, we we've, we saw that against Everton. Uh, if we'd have scored apparently, we could have been two 0 up there. The Wolves game at home. So we we've not nobody's sort of like been hammering us. And and I think the players that will, that will still give the players a little bit of confidence, but I think after a while it does get a bit wearing when you've been on top in games and you're you're not scoring goals. So, but we have got after what well, we've obviously got Spurs and then Manchester United, but we have got a run of games. And I think we got six five or six games where that we could pick up points, like with the teams that are round or sort of at our level. So. I think the players are still still looking as if they're enjoying the game and they're still going strong, and just a little bit of luck, maybe, maybe something just ball bounce the right way, and we might just get away with it.
7: Yeah, a little bit of luck could go a long way for uh, for Crystal Palace. Jim, thank you once again for joining us this evening. Jim Cannon, one of Palace's greatest ever players, there, a rugged centre, rugged yet cultured centre (laughs) half there with us. Ten to nine, we're going to be back with some scores. And uh, are we having forward reviews or some listener questions?
8: Uh,
0: Forward reviews. Forward reviews next.
3: From Adams Park to Wembley, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio
0: in a world full of united cities rovers there's only one hotspur the official tottenham hotspur membership one hotspur is now on sale to new members gain access to ticket priority windows receive a gift pack and plenty more spurs benefits tottenham hotspur it's your club make it official sign up today at tottenhamhotspur.com Join.
6: When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on a spokesman said.com and saved hundreds.
3: I'm Jim, I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the uh, car insurance for our Citroën C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just
0: amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done.
6: Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at AspokesmanSaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with AspokesmanSaid.com.
11: 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your
9: business with Love Sport Radio. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. Love sports.
7: Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio. We're back of the nest for another eight or so minutes. Let's take a look at some of the scores it finished in Group A in the Champions League. Monaco nil, Club Bruges four. It's currently half time, and let's go. One Borussia Dortmund nil, Inter nil, Barcelona nil. Uh, elsewhere and uh, in that same group, Spurs nil, PSV Eindhoven nil. Not a great start for Spurs. It was just sixty seconds in when they conceded. Group C finished. Red Star Belgrade two. Liverpool nil, Napoli nil, PSG one is a half time score uh, in Group D. Porto two, local boys nil, Gala- uh, Schalke one, Galatasaray nil Interleague League One. Gillingham nil, Blackpool nil, Walsall nil, Charlton Athletic one. Lyle Taylor. With a six-minute penalty for the Addicts. Interleague 2, Mansfield 0, Grimsby Town 1, Notts County 0, Oldham nil. In the EFL Trophy, Yeovil Town 1, West Ham under 21's nil, and Northampton Town 2, Fulham under 21's nil, Wickham Wanderers 0, Oxford United 2, and in Southern Group G, it's Wimbledon 2, Stevenage 0. Come on, you dons.
8: The, the, yeah, way said, <laughs> no, the way you said, it <laughs> what you? the way you said, like, come on, you don's like your face reaction. <laughs> come on, you don's. <laughs> yeah.
10: like, yeah. I just
7: wanted to get a result in the league. When, uh, when, when, when are they going back to Plough Lane? Not next season. Season after they start building works. So, yeah, love Plough Lane. I love it.
10: Love Plough Lane. Love, love, love it. It. to go there a lot. The funny thing
7: is, my first away game as a Manchester United fan was Wimbledon at Selhurst Park.
10: Oh, I saw Wimbledon's first ever league game at Plough Lane, when I think they beat Halifax 2-1 in 1976, round about then. I saw their very last league game at Plough Lane where Crystal Palace tonked them, and Collymore came on for Palace. Oh, wow. It might have been where um, Ian Wright scored from near the edge of the centre circle. Anyway. Hans Segers was shipped.
7: Oh, Hans Segers, I remember him. Do, do you remember him? Sp- yeah, play, yeah. He played for Spurs in the early 2000s. Did he? Yeah, he did indeed. He did indeed. German goalkeeper.
10: Uh, have you got some uh, forward reviews? Yeah, I apologise if some of these are repetitious from the, our podcast that we sent out this morning, but sorry, you've got to listen live as well. Okay. By the way, do you like the theme music?
7: <laughs> this is just known as Hambo's theme. Oh yeah, it's not yeah, bad. It's, just it's a bit
10: bit th- muzak, bit bit lift, bit muzak. I love this song. This yeah. is a, this
8: is this is great. This is really good. You lift your head, you nod your head left and right, left and
10: right. <laughs> no, you <laughs> nod your head up and down, dear. You don't nod left and right. Or well, if you've got neck problems like me, you do it left and right. Adam at the darts, heart passion, unlucky lads. <laughs> Adam J Johnson, Eden Hazard, who the difference? Adam G I know what you're thinking Adam Adam CPFC91 I'm just going by their names not their ads.
7: Right Have you done these alphabetically? No (laughs)
10: No, They just happen to be There's a lot of Adams Okay then it's going to end soon if it's alphabetically because the next one's Wardy Right (laughs) (laughs) Lacking in the final third Mark Jones
14: Simply not good enough
10: (laughs) Stevie G Half-press doesn't work. Ken Kingston from Kingston. Where is a striker? In the treatment room. In the treatment room. Don't you follow stuff. George Emmett. Got what we deserved. Fair play. Cole Craster. Our defence is poor. Chuck. The Mooncat 22. Oh, I love a Chuck.
7: We scored a goal. Nice one.
10: And I'll add in open play.
7: Um, can't, yeah. No, 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 you can't do that because it's a full word review, not a six word
10: review. Exactly, wait, Gail Power as so right. That here. one. That one. That would make it seven in open play.
7: That's a good Even better. Is that, even better. Yeah. My maths my <laughs> math is shocking. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so just keep Chuck's as it is, please. Thanks.
10: I'll <laughs> go back, Chuck. We scored a goal. Yep, yeah, thank you. Mick Tavius, Tompkins has a shocker. Law Anderson, three poor goals conceded. Mark Taylor, hard work. Lacked quality. PD Eagle, I think he might be taking the mickey a bit. Build team around (laughs) schlup. And I'm going to end with Dave on a positive. A good goal from Starman.
7: There you go. Thank you very much [SS3] for... uh your four word reviews we're back next Thursday from seven what well, I won't be it'll be Bubba Watson and uh, a couple more from back of the nest thanks to everyone who's got involved Liverpool have conquered all of Europe tonight um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah very very quickly in
10: fact we've got a couple of seconds Spurs uh, Spurs at Palace at the weekend how's it going to go uh, it might be 1-0 to Palace reason being Tottenham will go to score but that penalty what? from what? 1-0 Palace. 3-0 Palace. <laughs> Have
7: cool.
3: a good
10: one. 3-0.
3: <laughs> this is Love Sport. Can you save money on your energy bills? Tony did, with help from a spokesman said.com. Getting people real savings.
6: Hi.
5: I'm Tony from Northampton. My bills for gas and electricity had gone straight through the roof, so I decided to try a comparison website to get the price down. I chose, a spokesman said, and they saved me £2,800 by switching me to Octopus Energy. It was so easy, I used them for my house and contents insurance too. I'd been with the same firm for years, but a spokesman said offered a range of cheaper options that saved me £240 in the first year. And when the premiums went up again the following year, I saved a further £306. Everybody who wants a better deal on insurance and power suppliers should try, a spokesman said.
3: A Spokesman Said gave Tony a voice when it came to saving money on his energy bills with a cash saving of over £3,000. For help saving money on your energy bills, go to aspokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money.
6: My family and I are shake, shake, shaking off the salt. But did you know, most of the salt we eat doesn't come from the salt shaker. It's already in the foods we buy. Sauces, ready meals, cereals. It's surprising where salt pops up. That's why we use the Change For Life Food Scanner app. With a simple scan of the barcode, it shows us how much salt is in our favourite food, so we can make healthier choices. Easy! Be food smart. Download the Food's Gonna app today.
3: The Lord's Taverners, the leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK, is all about giving young people a sporting chance. There are lots of events you can get involved in over the coming months, from the Lady Tavners Christmas Lunch with Jimmy Tarbuck to the Christmas Carol Concert featuring Joanna Lumley. The charity continues to raise millions, and last year alone donated over 40 minibuses to schools and clubs and provided over 3,900 cricket coaching sessions. Visit lordtavners.org to find out more information and... how you can get involved. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play.
7: Goal in League One. Walsall nil, Charlton Athletic two. Christian Bielek with the goal for the Addicts, and a big goal it is. That could be the difference between one point and potentially three for Lee Bowyer's men. We're going to carry on talking all things uh, championship football and EFL football next with a QPR fans. You have Plenty on the way. Do stick with us.
2: It's the 90th minute.